It's the walk-up music for Sophia Minard, who we know and love. Why are we even bothering to have her on? Whoa! Like, like we love her. She's great. She's the, she's my sister from another mister, Al Minert, coach, as I like to call him. But, like, was it, I was told that the Brewers season was over like a month ago. No way. Two out of three. Yes, three there were people that were telling me it was done so. You were warming up your clown. You kept him in his little in his little car, but you were ready to have him come out. It's two and a half back. I know, but I was told this was over. But I'm glad it's not because it means we get to talk to Sophia some more. Sophia, good morning. How are you today? Hi guys, I'm good. How are you? Well, I, I I'm great because we're glad that your team and you are still very much in the playoff chase and relevant. But did you get this same sense that I got that there was, it just felt like there were so many, and maybe it was just casual Brewers fans, but it was like, oh, they're done. They're done. And and they just will not go away. And I think it shows some great resilience that some people maybe didn't think was there from your club. I mean, fans overreacting? Is that is that uh, is that what you're suggesting? Never happens. Never, ha- Never happens. Packers are right? terrible. Never seen it yeah, before. no. Never no. seen it before. Um, but no, I think I think you're right. Look, I think um, this is kind of what happens. Um, I think in baseball, especially, uh, is it just it's, it's a marathon, right? And there are good stretches, there are bad stretches, and. There are average stretches in between, right? And, that, you know, there's kind of that saying in baseball, like, you're never really as good as what you think you are, and you're, it's never as bad as what it seems to be either. Um, and I think this team, you know, they've, they've certainly gone on the roller coaster. Um, but like you said, there's, there's 15 games left. There's two and a half, they're two and a half games back. Uh, they're still very much in it. Um, you know, they're chasing the Phillies and the Padres. The Phillies have lost four in a row. Um, you know, the Padres have been kind of the team that they haven't been able to really catch any ground on. Um, but, I mean, you know, this is this is very different than I think how we were hoping the season would go, um, considering the blue they had in the division. But they're still very much in it. Um, and, you know, the good news is, is they've got a ton of home games, so you hope that if they can just continue winning series. Um keep putting pressure on those teams in front of them, then they might ultimately get the job done. So, Sophia, do you have a number? And I know that there's nothing scientific about it, but when you look at the remainder of this schedule, what do you think it's going to take for the Brewers to get one of those last spots? I, I don't know. I, I'm really bad at looking at, like, the fan graph like the odds and the numbers and all of that i i really do believe like it is as kind of simple as like winning series right so i mean right you know right now they're in a stretch i think they've won um eight of 12 you know like realistically i think they have to sustain that you know i think if you look at the next 15 they've probably i mean just just to continue winning series you've got to win 10 of those 15, right? You've got to win nine of those 15. Um, you, you know, you, you absolutely have to be above 500 in this stretch. Um, and that's why I say it's like, if you can just continue winning series, like, of course, everyone would love to see a, what, five, six, seven game winning streak. Um, that, that would certainly make the math easier. But, 
it, you know, it's just if you continue winning, if you can put, continue putting pressure on the teams in front of you, um, you just don't know, right? Like what what can happen with other teams. The Phillies have lost four in a row, so um, I don't know. There's a lot can happen. A lot can happen in baseball in two weeks. Yeah, a lot of variables. There's no doubt. Uh, can you take us inside the park last night? Because the Mets are in town. Scherzer's on the mound. Got a perfect game going, and then zip, was was there a deflation? Did people want to see? Can he pull this off, or was it? Let's get him out of here so we have a chance at scoring some runs. What was the vibe in Amphan Field last night? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, look, you've got Corbin Burns and Max Scherzer on the mound. That's as good of a pitching matchup as you're going to see pretty much ever um, on any given night in baseball. Uh, and, you know, and then Scherzer, I think you kind of knew he was going to be somewhat limited just because it was his first start coming back from the IL. Um, he hadn't made a start, I think, since September 3rd. So, you know, you, even with a perfect game going through six, I don't think um, even with what the pitch count was, and obviously, you know, they're, they clinched a postseason spot, so they're going to need Max Scherzer down the stretch. I don't think anybody was expecting him to go the distance last night considering his injury. But, yeah, that, that's, that's as sharp, um, that's as sharp as you, what you can perform. Um, it was, I mean, he's incredible to watch, and it's fun to watch those head-to-head matchups. Uh, you know, Corbin went toe-to-toe with him for the first couple innings um, until ultimately he gave up the homer. But, um, yeah, those, those matchups are really fun. And, and I think, you know, it was kind of funny. It's like that's how baseball is. As soon as you pull back Scherzer, I think Christian, like on the first pitch uh, from the reliever that they brought in, you know, turns around a, a double to the gap. So that's just kind of how baseball goes. Um, you know, you get a really good guy out of there, and then you feel like you've got a chance. Hey, Sophia, speaking of uh... – Yelich and a first pitch. I saw this uh, from Adam McKelvey, and I missed it when it happened. Um, We talk about him a lot. We obviously, everyone wants him to to have uh, MVP caliber seasons again and everything else. But I've always felt like he seems like a just a classy dude. And the fact that he took that first pitch in St. Louis for the for the uh, pitcher catcher Molina deal um, is that just consistent with his personality? Totally. Yeah. I um, first of all, I mean. Christian certainly did that intentionally. Um, I mean, what Adam right. Wainwright and, and Yadier Molina did, uh, you know, setting that record 325 starts together, we will never see that again. You know, I just I just think that mark is, is untouchable in baseball. Um, and so, you know, we, we obviously knew uh, that that was coming, that the, the Brewers were going to be on the other side of that. Christian was leading off the game, and – uh, he definitely went up there, you know, intentionally just out of respect for them um, and that record for them to have that moment, right, especially at home uh, in front of a sold-out crowd. Um, and, and frankly, for as much as, you know, they, they are rivals, there's a lot at stake at this time of year, um, it's just it's a sign of respect, right, as, as a competitor. And Christian knows that as well as anybody. And, I, you, you know, you heard from Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina after the game, like, how much they appreciated that gesture, right? They, that meant that they got to throw the ball in, the ball got to be authenticated, they get to keep it as a memento, uh, they got to have that moment in front of the crowd. Um, you know, there was a lot of hype around that moment, and deservedly so. So, um, you know, and Christian also said, you know, just also he, he does take first pitch a lot anyway, so that's not totally out of character for him. But, 
it certainly was intentional. I thought it was really classy as well. Um, and it's just, you know, it's a sign of respect, I think, among among competitors. And I know Yachty said something to him um, after after the pitch, you know, just said thank you, you know, thank you for, like, letting us have that moment. All right, last thing, uh, as much as I love to break down hardcore baseball with you, um, I when I would go to County Stadium as a kid, my recollection of the ball boys and ball girls down the outfield lines were they would catch the ball and they would they would not give it to the fans. They would keep it, mm-hmm. and I, I assume it was recycled and used at some point. Um, but last night was that last night with the with the diving stab by the yeah. ball boy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Put. I, I mean, uh, hey, great fielding play. But then he gives it to the crowd anyway. Wh- what are we doing? Great play. <laughs> I don't want to take anything away from the great play. <laughs> but he could have broken his wrist diving for that ball. What's he doing? I mean, gamer, right? Like, gamer who's just out there trying to make a play. I mean, I, I appreciated it. I, I like seeing, uh, you know, that means, like, they're engaged and they're into it. They're paying attention. Uh, you know, they're trying to make a play out there. I, I'm into it. You know, I've got I've got no problem with it. And then, you know, share it with the fans. Fans are always asking for balls anyway. So, yeah, I thought I thought it was fun. Yeah, I would have rather had him, you know, throw over to first base like he was throwing out the runner. Uh, Sophia, <laughs> that would be funny too. I, I actually, ho- <laughs> see, I'm full of ideas. Hey, it's always great when you spend time with us. I know you got to go. Thanks for making time, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right, thank you guys. Have a good one. That is the great Sophia Minert of Bally Sports Wisconsin and the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, we. Need to get to Woe Nelly, which is next. It's Wilde and Tausch.